All right, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the DOV Family Podcast. We're here with Fathers Jacob and Christopher today to talk about tithing, something everyone always thinks about at least once a week. How much should we be giving on Sunday? What are the ramifications for our lives, our spiritual lives, for our parish communities? So, Fathers, thank you for making time to talk about this very relevant topic. And I'll just start by asking you both, why do you think um, this is such an interesting topic for people that maybe is often discussed or at least thought about quite a bit, if not discussed? Uh, I think for me, the first thought that comes to mind is that it's a topic that deals with money and money is very important in people's lives. And it really touches, uh, you know, some sensitivities. People work a lot to earn the money that they have and they suffer and they sacrifice and they build up and money represents more than just a piece of paper that you can, you know, put uh, in your wallet or like a number that's in your bank account. It represents your hopes and dreams and your whole life and everything. So uh, I think a lot of people care about, uh, you know, the idea of giving uh, around church because, I mean, it's connected to money. <laughs> yeah, you um, think about what money does when that enters into the equation of, say, a decision or choice that needs to be made. You know, we can talk about um, an idea we have, how something is really important, uh, how uh, we or someone should do this or that um, but then when it comes time to say going forward and making that decision do something if it requires money <laughs> it really kind of changes changes things um, it's like oh I'm gonna have to, like really have some skin in the game I'm gonna have to uh, give up some of my money um, and that, um, that that brings a whole nother uh, perspective and, and, and level of uh, commitment to, to whatever it is. Um, so it's it, 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 once that's added, there there's there's a there's a kind of a piece of yourself uh, and what you have that um, that uh, is is included that that, that wasn't before. If you you know if, if money's left out of the, of the equation. Father Jacob, I love what you said about. Um... It's not about that piece of paper. It's about the hard work, the hours, time away from family to earn that money, the degrees you've earned. But um, you know, which are all gifts from God, though. That's the that's the different outlook because you can. That's the Christian perspective, right? Of like, this is hard work, but who gave you those abilities? Who gave you all those things? It's God. So what do we do as a response? But uh, Father Chris Fry, uh, I couldn't agree more that money changes things. I mean, if you're in a team or even say. Even in ministry, say you're in a ministry, and then all of a sudden it gets down to, oh, there's money that came in from the registration. It's like, how, how are we going to use this money? What are we going to do? Yeah. Dynamics change. You know, that's why Jesus warned us a lot about money, right? Because it really can just change relationships, um, perspectives, and decisions. Yeah, say you belong to some kind of club or whatever, and if you have to pay dues, uh, or, or, um, or, or just say you have your, your children in, in, a, 
and the, and the doing sports or whatever. Um, if you if you're paying for that, you're probably going to make sure that they show up and that you know they're that that you take advantage of of what is uh, being offered because you you paid for it. Whereas if you didn't pay for it, you you might well just kind of skip out or flake out. It I mean it's not like we have something invested in it. So yes, yeah, so. Um... Love to hear from both of you, your perspectives, advice on tithing, um, as both as pastors. Why is it important for individuals and for the community? We'll start there. Okay. Yeah. Why is tithing important? Uh, how can it be beneficial? I, I think something that, that I see as a pastor is how easily people can get caught up in their work. Um, you know, it comes from a really good desire and people want to care for their families. They want to provide for their families a lot of times and, uh, or they want to improve the, the quality of their life. Um, but it's so easy to get uh, kind of trapped in that. And, and I see it all the time, people who are so, so overworked uh, and stretched thin and just exhausted from, from life and uh, all of its obligations. And, uh, and it's very easy to get caught up in getting more and more money too. That's, that's very easy. Uh, and, and so tithing, I think, is just one way of combating that tendency in us and uh, all of us uh, in our hearts to just want more stuff uh, and yeah, to, to try to, to fight against that. You know, uh, Jesus said that uh, you, you cannot serve two mas masters. You can't love God and mammon uh, or like money. And uh, in our culture, in society, money is, man, it's like one of the, the highest priorities that shapes everything, everything that we do. And uh, so anything that you can do to try to fight against that tendency, I think is very important, both individually and then as, um, as a whole parish. So if we're going to apply it to the whole parish, why would tithing be important? I think um, it encourages the opposite uh, tendency, you know? So if we're always searching for, for money and things, uh, you know, a similar, uh, something similar that has a, a, a kind of a, the same logic is uh, sin itself. You know, it's like a looking towards ourselves uh, and to be protective of what we got and want to hold on to it. But giving, uh, encourages like a mentality of mission and outreach and thinking of others. And, uh, and it encourages that virtue of letting go and, and focusing outwards. So, um, and which is so, so important as a parish because we can have that same mentality in a parish where we just want to get more and more money. We got to have this fundraiser and that fundraiser and this picnic and that one. And, uh, and then it's like, well, what are you going to do with all that money? Isn't there like a purpose for it? Or is it just to have a, a lot of it? Um, and so uh, that movement from inward focus to outward, I think, is so important. 
Yeah, it makes me think about even just fasting, right? You got to curb your appetite. Fasting is a great discipline. Um, You know, even if you just um, do a simple fast once a week, it help curb your appetite a little bit. So same with that once, at least once a week, you're giving to the church on Sunday. It can help curb your spending appetite, keep it in check. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, tithing um, is important for the community, important for the church, because um, the church doesn't run on Hail Marys alone. That's right. You have to, to take care of it. Um, it's only going to, <laughs> to happen if people give money. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, maybe a little more seriously, um, it's important. And basically, it's, it's what Father Jacob was saying is, is it um, it allows for for true generosity uh, and 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 to um, really see all that we have as a, as a great blessing uh, from God, and it's out of recognizing that all that we have, all good things come from God, that we joyfully um, give thanks. And, um, and 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 do do so by um, sacrificing, letting go, realizing um, that we're going to to designate um, this money that I have towards uh, an even higher and greater purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it can really um, impact our whole our whole mentality of how we approach ourselves and the connection with um with god in this church yeah you know and i think that just like any company right uh money that is um instead of return to shareholders but given back into the company that can be used for the company to grow same for the church you know the more that people take what god has given them through their work and invest it back into the parish community if that's stewarded well, it can lead to new outreaches, not always just new buildings, you know, buildings are wonderful, but what's more important is what's happening in and through the buildings. So um, money can launch us into mission as, as long as we're good stewards. So I love what you said, Father Jacob, because sometimes it feels like even, even as communities, maybe sometimes we get caught up in that. We want the nice new building or want this or that. The purpose is what is that building going to do? How is it going to transform the world around us? That's the bigger question. So, uh, like you said, Father, we need uh, prayers and payers too. We need we need money for the church to be able to um, fulfill its, its mission, especially nowadays in in America and in the culture we're in today. Yeah, you, you can't get around that. Um, and you look at scripture too, and like in Acts and the the writings of Saint Paul. I mean, he's taking up collections wherever he's going for the church in Jerusalem, yes. in different different areas and. Uh, He's thanking his donors in the letters. Yeah, yeah. Benefactors. They were so generous to me. Yes, they were funding (laughs) his trips. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it really does uh, cost money. Uh, You you can't get around that. And that's that's important to recognize, too, that uh, church doesn't happen by accident. Uh, It's um, it requires commitment uh, and it requires us to submit our um, our money to to the Lord, to give it over to him uh, and to allow him to do whatever it is that he wants uh, to do with that money. 
you mentioned as far as in the early church and, and the scriptures that we hear about, you know, the activity of the, of the church and, and with money. Um, and maybe y'all could help me out because I don't remember the exact details, but obviously one, one of the things that the Christians did was just share their resources share and money with, with each other. And um, there's a, a passage in, in Acts, I believe, that, that speaks about um, how there was there was someone who, who did not do that, had had a lot, but didn't. Um, yeah. Can you help, help me out with that, what, what uh, passage that is? Yeah, I want to look it up. It's, uh, it's pretty early in, in Acts. I want to yeah. say it's around like chapter six or so. Um, I think the guy's name is Ananias, Ananias or something. And uh, the thing is, uh, he he comes to the apostles. The practice was that people would give everything over to the apostles. It would be distributed equally. And he does that, or he feigns to do that. And he, he says that it's everything he has, but he keeps back some. Yes. And then Peter recognizes it immediately. And he says, why did you just lie? <laughs> Today you're going to be struck dead. And then and it, <laughs> Acts, I have it right here. Acts 5. It's five, Acts 5. Okay. I'll read it real quick, the passage. Yeah. A man named Ananias, however, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. He retained for himself, with his wife's knowledge, some of the purchase price, took the remainder and put it at the feet of the apostles. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart so that you lied to the Holy Spirit and retained part of the price of the land? What remained unsold? Did it not remain yours? And when it was sold, was it not still under your control? Why did you contrive this deed? You have lied not to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard it. Heard of it. The young men came and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. That's Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. And in St. Peter's Basilica, uh, when you exit the sacristy, uh, and go enter into the basilica, there's a great huge um, mosaic or painting uh, of that scene, wow. uh, reminding the priests that when they exit the sacristy to go and celebrate Mass, uh, that they give everything wow. that they have yeah. uh, to, to, to the sacrifice and to the uh, celebration of the Mass. Um, so obviously this deals with, with money, but also just the, the whole person and mm. I need to, to, to not hold back anything um, for um, our Lord and, and his mission working in the church. Well, I love what it says at the end of verse four, you have lied not to human beings, but to God. Maybe sometimes when we're not as generous as we should be, we think, well, Father's not going to be that mad. He doesn't really know. God is the one who knows really what's going on with not just your wallet, but inside your heart. And tithing's so connected to other aspects of our spiritual life. So maybe we could talk about that a little bit. How is the way that we tithe, the way that we treat money, how can that be symptomatic maybe of other aspects of our spiritual life and our relationship with God? I think something else that the story with Ananias points to is why he was giving because uh, Peter even says, you know, didn't you own this? It wasn't in your, your hands. It was your property. Basically, you could have done what you wanted with it, but you said that you were giving it all, uh, all over and you actually didn't uh, and you lied about it. So 
it seemed like Ananias was trying to uh, appear more generous than he actually was. Um, and so why was he giving and why do we give it all? Uh, whenever we give in mass, at least in the collection, I think something that's really important for people to understand when they're considering their own tithing, what they, they give in their weekly offering is to always see it in terms of your uh, adoration and worship of God, that uh, it's a part of the offertory. Um, you know, it's often um, brought up with the bread and the wine, but it's part of our worship uh, that we, uh, whenever we make that sacrifice of whatever it is, and we give it over to the Lord, it's part of the sacrifice that the priest offers uh, to the Father through within in Christ. Um, yeah, so personal opinion here, okay? But related to that, I love the offertory. Like, I love it as a liturgical action. So I remember being a kid, and I loved, I loved getting the money from my dad to put in the basket. And online giving is great, all right? I'm not saying stop online giving. If that's the way that's easy for you to give, great. But if you can, bring it in the basket or at least bring a card with the amount or something and place it in the basket because... I think it's I think it's beautiful how the church has that as part of the liturgy because it is our offering representing our whole selves right at that moment in the mass. We're not just giving our money; we're giving our whole selves in that moment. I just think that that uh, tangible that action of placing it in the basket is so meaningful, and the kids can see it and learn from that. Um, because if it's just a click, they're probably going to miss that, right? Um, so I would just encourage folks that even if you are giving online to bring something to put in the basket, maybe a note to the parish priest or something to just connect what you're doing to the offering of the Eucharist, because that's what we're, we're trying to do in that moment. Yeah, it really makes the connection um, of this being a, a sacrifice, an offering, a, a gift uh, to God. Um, that's a, a chief liturgical action um, of, of the mass, right? We, we uh, offer to God so many things in the mass, our prayers, ourselves, money, um, time. Um, we, we first make an offering to him, and then it's after making that offering, that sacrifice, um, that then that we receive his blessings. It's just a, the, the very important part of our, our relationship and, and, and liturgically, um, uh, how that is, is manifested in, in the church. And, and, and the, the, the money part, the tithing part is, is all connected um, with that. And oftentimes I think uh, we have maybe a mentality of, of, of kind of tipping. Oh, like you're here. Good job, church. Good music today. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, yeah, they, they need some, you know, they really need some of this. So here, here you go. You know, um, you know versus um, making it a sacrifice. Look, this is part of what I have. I'm going to give over, you know, for, for this mission and, and, and this work. And, you know, it's it's not necessarily all about the amount, but with the disposition of the person giving, you know, whatever it is. Mm. So now the question everyone's really just asking in the back of their minds, how much, quote unquote, should people be giving fathers? 
Well, uh, I mean, if we go to scripture and we, we look at the book of Acts, they gave everything. <laughs> There's your answer. That's been a great episode, everyone. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, get in trouble. <laughs> First of all, I guess I have to say real quick how, how um, kind of uncomfortable that this, this topic is. It's even for me to talk about just, it right now. Yes. <laughs> Kind of yeah, we were not allowed to talk time. about money when I was growing up. You never talked about money. Don't ask anybody how much they make. Don't talk about monopoly money. You talk yeah. about our monopoly. Yeah, this, this is uh, not an easy topic. Yeah. And for priests, I don't know, at least for me personally. But Father Jacob had the answer. We're going to go back to him because he he was just about to give the perfect answer. Oh yeah. No, uh, I mean in the Old Testament. I think that that's more where you get the the strict tithing, like the ten percent, uh, at least that. Uh, and there there's prescriptions for that for the people of Israel uh, to give to the the Levites because they didn't have any inheritance in the uh, of land in in the Holy Land. Uh, but then they were also called to give a tenth, also whatever they had. Um, but we do see. Jesus, like he, whenever he points out the the widow's might, you know, there's all those people making all kinds of really big donations in the in the temple in Jerusalem, and then someone comes by with uh, just a small little offering, but he points out that she gave all that she had, and so it really does get to the to the disposition. But I think a good practice is just to put a um, a percentage to it. So maybe you haven't been giving ten percent but you could at least start with a percentage and just to be consistent with it because that uh, makes you intentional about it. And it uh, includes it in your, like in your bills, you know, and everything else that you have to pay. And it helps you to start thinking of giving in the church in a different way. Uh, another uh, kind of rule of thumb that I've heard is like to do at least if you, if you get paid hourly, like to do your first hour of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, to offer that, at least yeah. that. Um, so that kind of makes it concrete. But um, but really, it's a conversation that you have to have with God because it's about your relationship with him and, and what he is calling you to give. Um, and so it can be more than 10%. It can be a little less, but to be open to what God is calling you to and to keep asking him, God, do you want us to give more? Uh, do you want me to give more? Well, I think, um, you know, so <clears throat> we see in the law handed on from Moses, the one-tenth, but then I think Jesus is, is very clear in the New Testament that it's beyond that. It's he wants our whole self. He wants, he wants us to give all of ourselves, right? And even before that, it's looking at what career are you in? Is that the career you want or is that the career the Lord wants? Mm -hmm. What house are you buying? Is that the house you want or the house the Lord wants you to have. Um, you know, I'll share a story of two men. I, I know a guy and I know, I know a person that was in corporate America making a lot of money and felt a call into the church. He had to leave a lot of money behind. That was hard. So then in, in his tithing, maybe his family's not quite at 10%, but they're working towards it. Now I have another, I know someone else that was literally making at the exact same time the opposite transition, leaving ministry to go into financial advising. And you know what he and his wife's goal? When he's making the big bucks you can make, 
to be giving away 90 percent mm -hmm. so i think that's the tale of two of two christians and different paths god may have them on because the whole point is going where the lord is calling you and it doesn't always mean ministry this this uh, second person was a very prayerful person and god was clearly calling him in that direction but he was taking god with him on that journey even into his bank account and god just wants to be everywhere because we're always so scared he's going to take something away but he's going to give us uh, so much more and i think the biggest gift is what you had said father jacob i mean through the the virtue is he's making us more selfless so i don't know your your perspectives on those two stories but i think kind of illustrates kind of what's what's really at the heart of tithing yeah maybe for people to further under, understand um kind of what we're trying to get out in this this, this whole mindset and um and, and and how these concrete uh, tangible actions uh really mean something is take um a couple when they get married um is that you know money is is part of that and is part of their understanding of of their lives and, and who they are and so what do couples do they put their money together since the two become one um that is it involves everything including their bank accounts so um it's you know it it, it is all tied within that you know that's obviously an essential i mean uh understanding of, of who people are when they get married and also our relationship with christ and his church is is part of that as well and so likewise our you know our resources you know reflect that um you know maybe a, a a beginning point for people if they this is kind of rather new they want to go further and to try to understand well what should i be giving what does god tell me how to introduce prayers maybe some uh maybe some don'ts, you know, or, or something to leave behind. So I think maybe some people give um, to the church what they do just because that's what they've always done, you know, for the last 20 years. We've just always given that amount. Or that's what I saw my parents give uh, to the church. And so we just continue that, that, that same thing. Um, but to really look at your life and where you're at and that relationship with God and his church and for these actions to reflect um, uh, that, that new new reality and, and presently where, where, where you are at. Yes, I love that. Just the, I mean, constant discernment. I think it's a, I think it's a question you should, every time you're writing that check on Sunday, you should be praying as you write it um, or you're inputting the the money amount online or however you give your give your money. Um, I just wanted to share that there's great resources out there to help you. I'll share some advice I've heard over the years that's great and not so great. So first, um, there's a great Catholic resource called Compass. It's a lot of Dave Ramsey type principles, but kind of deeper in Catholicism. And the first thing he, they kind of tell you is, um, you're like a deed, like they make you write a deed, like something with all your belongings and say who it belongs to, God. It starts by realizing everything really is his and we're called to be stewards. That's awesome advice, great perspective. Here's some uh, questionable advice. Uh, one time I was in a uh, lecture, um, it was kind of like a group discussion about this and a, 
professor that I was um, studying with, he he had said that um, we, it was a it was a Christians club at a school, and he had said that uh, he had done a study with his friends on tithing in the New Testament, and, and Jesus didn't talk about it, so he didn't have to do it. And instead of tithing, he just gives his time to the church because his time is so valuable because of his background. I was like, mm, that just doesn't taste right. Yeah, so I kind of threw that advice out. But then in that same club, a different professor, he was Protestant, but I, I really like this advice he said. He says that percentage should be probably growing over time, right? I think that's great advice to be discerning. I don't think it's a hard and fast rule, but I love what you said, Father Jacob, is start somewhere and odds are if you keep working on it, that percentage will grow over time. So those are some things I've heard. Any other advice you both have heard over the years, maybe good or not so good on the area of tithing? Maybe some from scripture that some of your favorites? Yeah, I don't know. Just not heard it talked about very much. <laughs> but Father, there's something uh, you say every time at St. Mary's when it's time for the offertory on Sunday. What is what is it that you say? Well, there's there's a number of, of scripture verses that that I that I uh, kind of alternate through the rotate. Okay. Um, the offertory, but um, oh, let me. The, the one right now is is a really challenging one. Um, because something like um, if if, uh, if someone if if, if you have the uh, the means to help your uh, a brother who turns to you in need but you don't how can God remain in you you know it's very kind of <laughs> yeah um, Oh, I, I have, I have, I have to, to look. I have a list that I, that I kind of cycle through. I should have brought it today. Let's go to mass at St. Mary's. Let <laughs> yeah. your sorrows parishioner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, there's a one time you mentioned a professor. Uh, there's a professor uh, that told a story when I was in college of, uh, like how, like the feeling that you should have whenever you give. Like usually. Uh, it's just like pocket change, you know, it's just like, we're not really, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's a collection now, what I got. Passive giving instead of like, like proactive giving. Yeah, so he said that, you know, there's uh, one time a guy uh, who pulled out his wallet during the offertory and, uh, and he reached in to grab a $5 bill and he put it in the, in the basket and then he looked back down at his wallet and it was still the $5 bill was in there. And he realized accidentally that he had put a $50 bill in there instead. And like he was getting cold sweats and short of breath. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> so he went and dug back in. A lot closer to how you should feel whenever you can. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, be some sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've mentioned it a few times already, but just the um, aspect of, of, of generosity and, and, and um, we, you know, we have to realize that, um, you know, we, that um, we can't outdo God in his generosity. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think when that's a general life principle, you know, I think we all realize that um, that when we are generous and we give of ourselves, and this doesn't just have to deal with money, but um, that that we receive many blessings 
in, in, in return. Um, now, sometimes I think, you know, people take this to, to the extreme and there's some false messages as far as, well, you know, if you give this much, then, then, then your bank account's going to grow and you're just going to, yeah. it's not what I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, but, um, at least in, 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 in my life, I've, uh, I strive to be generous in, in, in many ways, um, you know, in, in, including with, with money, um, and, and it's, um, you know, God's always provided, you know, maybe I'm, I'm giving up, let's say like with a priest. All right. So I, you know, I'm, I'm giving up, um, family life. Um, that's, that's, that's a sacrifice. Uh, but I've been blessed generously with the love of so many people, um, you know, more so than probably I would, um, you know, had I get married and, and have a family. So um, it, 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 it's, it's those kind of, of blessings and generosity that we have to, to, to realize that it's, it's very real. And this is a great gift from, um, great gift from God. Well said, Father. I will second that. Anytime I've given or I'm worried, you know, God is God replaces that and more typically, you know, he's just so good to us. He's so good to us. And not always in financial means too, and not lots of ways, many blessings. So one thing that is very prevalent in our diocese um, is to fund the church, not through tithing, but <laughs> through festivals. Festivals. Fundraising, bazaars yeah. and things like that. Um, and, you know, <laughs> this is, I think, very controversial, what I want to say. But, um, you know, that maybe that's also something you have to, 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 to look at. There's, there's a reason why, why we do that. Um, you know, it's because at, at one point, um, especially people in this area, you know, immigrants didn't have much money. And so just a way to um, generate money for the church was to bring, you know, the things that they had at home, which, um, you know, they could give and to, um, to you know, you, the people could buy it and, and it would kind of help. So, uh, it's just kind of a mechanism that they, uh, that they had at the time to, to really make money um, that, um, but, but but now yeah. things and circumstances are, are a little different, at least for um, you know uh, larger portions of, of, mm -hmm. of the population, um, and and so a lot of times when we think, okay, there's you know the church needs money, well, just have a, another fundraiser or have mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, you know another picnic or something like that, and. Although, yes, oftentimes it meets the goal of raising the money that's needed, um, it doesn't always align with um, the intentionality and kind of spirituality that, that tithing has. Yeah, and having more steady, predictable income for the church also makes it easier to budget and plan, right? Instead of like, you know, those big things down then. So thanks, thanks for sharing that, Father. Definitely something to 
to consider and making giving really a habit, a continual habit and not based off tax. You know, it, that's all helpful. That's all helpful. All that strategy. Yes, mm -hmm. year end tax deductible donation, all that great strategic thinking. But, you know, and the Lord really wants us to build that habit, right? That habit of generosity day in, day out. And, you know, festivals and fundraisers and things like that are very good for maybe specific projects, you know, something that's kind of out of the, the ordinary that people to gather around. Okay, we really, you know, we have something uh, particular we need to deal with and to, 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 to help do that. But just as a, uh, a sustaining kind of means of, of providing for the church and our mission, that, that, that's where maybe we kind of, um, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Anything you want to add on that, Father Jacob? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, it. Um, we live in a consumerist society. And I think whenever most of our fundraising uh, comes from consuming something, we uh, we feed into that. Good point, good point. Uh, it's like, why are you giving to the church? Is it because you're, you know, is it because of this festival that we've had? Like these, these things that you're getting in return, something that you got from the auction or for like this... Uh, ticket in the raffle or whatever it is. I mean, uh, it, it just, it can easily uh, feed into that uh, consumerist mentality. I'm, I'm only going to give if I get something in return. Um, and I think Father Christopher's point uh, is a good one. You know, I, there's not necessarily anything bad about doing that as a fundraiser. You know, sometimes we need to, and it's been done in the past. But we also have to uh, focus on the most important reason why we give. It's not so that we get something in return. It's because God uh, loves us and, and he's called us into a relationship with him. And so we're called to give our lives back. Um, he, he gives without expecting anything in return. Um, and so we should do the same. So um, maybe just a final question, uh, if each of you could just... Provide your advice to folks listening. How can they better discern their tithing? What advice would you give them? I think um, just to uh, reevaluate how you're giving now, uh, just to think, okay, is this what God wants? To ask those questions, uh, that's a good place to start if you're looking for a place to start. Um, is it the same thing that I've been giving for the past, you know, 10 or 15 years? Has it grown or, or increased or um, can I give more? Uh, can I give more intentionally? What's the purpose uh, of my giving? Uh, and um, what, like, what are my intentions? Uh, am I trying to get something from God or the church or am I giving freely? Uh, just to kind of do um, an examination of conscience, I think, around giving and, and where you're at. Uh, and then just to invite God in that conversation uh, and that consideration um, of it. Yeah, I was kind of thinking along the, the same lines is just being intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think a lot of times uh, this is just something that's kind of on autopilot. You know, it just uh, and we really don't take the time to be intentional or to or maybe we've thought about, you know, uh, making that next step, but just haven't done it. Um, so that's um, that's very, very important. I think just as a kind of a side note, something that 
we also have to, I guess we need to mention is, you know, this isn't all about, um, we'll just, you know, always giving more and more and more. Um, it just depends on our life situation and where we, we are at the, at the, you know, there's sometimes, sometimes people's lives change dra drastically and what they gave before they're just not able to give now. Um, also realizing that prudence, you know, is, is, uh, plays the, uh, a big part in this, um, you know, the, the ch church, we're not saying that you should give to the point where you end up homeless and on, on the street. Um, but you know, there's, there's, there's that, uh, that you should feel it a little bit though. In the middle <laughs> So, but it, but it's 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 a, it's a discerning process. It's 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 one where we invite invite God, and that we're very intentional about. Well, thank you, Fathers K and J, for all of your wisdom today, your help in this very important topic. So, um, folks, we pray that this episode of this Family Life web chat will be helpful to you and your loved ones. If you enjoy listening to these, please make sure to. Subscribe, like, follow, and share with others to help them in their Christian journey, or even if they're not Christian, to learn more about how Christians think about these things. Uh, please feel free to share these. So uh, may God bless you all. And maybe, Father Jacob, would you mind closing us with a prayer? All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Father in heaven, thank you for caring so much about us. Thank you for uh, being our, our good and provident Father, uh, for giving us every uh, good thing that we have. Uh, we ask that you bless us continually, that you give us the strength and courage to be able to uh, discern your will and to do it, especially with regards to uh, the money that we have and receive. Uh, may we learn how to tithe as disciples of your son Jesus and to give our lives as you desire us to give them. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen.